This is Bariatric Life Podcast with Amanda and Chris. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please follow your doctor's advice. We are expressing our own opinions. You can always reach us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast or on Amanda's Instagram at Amanda's VSG. Thanks for listening. Check out the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And today we have a special guest. Why don't you give us your name and your Instagram handle? My name is Alex and my Instagram handle is Local Madonna. Local Madonna. And have you had bariatric surgery? I have. What did you have? Uh, duodenal switch. When did you have that? Um, in February. So it's been about five months. Oh, that's pretty recent. Yes. How's it going for you? Um, you know, some days are better than others, for sure. Um, you win some, you lose some. I'm trying yeah. to lose some more than I'm winning. <laughs> and if you're comfortable sharing, what was your highest weight? 300. And where are you now? 194. Awesome. Yes. That is crazy loss right there. Yeah, I'm very, pr- I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with it. That's awesome. And do you have a goal weight in mind? Um, I think I'll know when I get there. Yeah. I have one in mind, and then I kind of feel like it might be a little out of limits. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you were saying last week on the episode. Yeah, it might be a little too low, but we'll see. And why did you choose weight loss surgery? I just felt like at the time I was kind of too far gone to be able to do it on my own. And yeah. I needed a little bit more help. And so it just kind of, you know, the stars aligned that happened. And where did you have your surgery? Where? Yeah. Um, I'm from Michigan. So I had it in the St. Joe's um, health system. And did I you have any? I didn't go to Mexico or anything. Oh, I did. Did oh, you okay. have any insurance issues or requirements for it? Oh, um, yeah, I had six months of dieting and that was about it. And they paid for all of it. For the entire surgery? Yes. Oh, wow. That's really good insurance. Yeah, it was great. Did they explain at all why they had you do the six months of dieting? Um, no, it just, the way they explained it was that you just had hoops that you had to jump through. Yeah. I guess to show you're committed or something. Yeah, something like that. Or show that you can lose weight. Right. And why did you choose that particular procedure? It was what the doctor had recommended. And the way he explained it to me was that um, the optics are better and the weight loss is better. You feel better. And it just works better for the situation I was in with my weight. Uh Uh-huh. Did you have any kind of complications or anything? No, it all went pretty smoothly. I think really the only um, 
the only thing has been like the emotion regulation yeah like that's where i i personally struggle yeah that's where i struggle too in in what ways do you struggle with it it's like i lost my best friend which is food and it's like i can't just go eat my feelings away anymore and so now i have to sit and feel my feelings and i'm not used to it right that's how i am too And I find myself just, like, trying to keep busy so I don't have to feel the feelings or sit down. And And it's, like, how you were saying, again, last week, how it's, like, you replace those binge eating disorder things with, okay, well, now I have to get my protein in. Okay, now I have to get my fluid in. Yeah. It's it's the same habit, but it's a different mindset. It is. It's weird. Yeah, it's definitely different. And then sometimes I find myself like, I just wish I could eat like I used to. Yes. Which is like exactly how I got into the weight position that I was in. But yes. <laughs> it's it's sad sometimes. Just I get sad that I can't do it. It's a loss that you have to mourn. You know, you can't just go to McDonald's and not feel anything. Right. And if you do, you're going to have some consequences to pay. Exactly. Or like a few nights ago, we had some some fresh cherries and I wasn't hungry. I knew it was a bad idea, but I just wanted something. Mm-hmm. And I had maybe six cherries and apparently they're extremely filling because I made myself so sick like my stomach hurt so bad because I had already eaten dinner and I just wanted to munch on something yes and those six cherries just about killed me it felt like and it's so funny sometimes the things like the small little things that can put you over the edge Uh uh-huh I mean you could have water just a little bit of water after a meal and end up throwing up yeah it's it's very wild and and mentally taxing oh yes oh yeah and and then it's like I want to eat to deal with the fact that I can't eat yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) I want to do the thing that I'm sad I can't do I know did you have any health conditions prior to your surgery um I had GERD and I guess like the way that the surgery worked they took out the part of my stomach that makes GERD happen or something so I I I woke up not no longer suffering from GERD GERD is no joke Mm-mm. it can it feel like terrible yeah it it can feel like a heart attack sometimes oh for sure I I remember because I've always been overweight, going to the doctor when I was 18, and I was certain that I had heart problems, and I just had reflux. Yeah. Well, I had, um, I was having these chest pains, really terrible chest pains, and I'd done research, so of course, Dr. Google had told me that it was a gallbladder attack, and the doctor was like, no, you have GERD, and so they're putting me on all these different medications and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, I was right. It was my gallbladder. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so funny the way that they treat overweight patients sometimes. Yes. And, I mean, it, 
what ended up happening was that I had gallstones that were causing the attacks and I had a, a duct that got um, blocked and I had terrible pancreatitis. Oh, like, no. I, like it almost killed me pancreatitis. And I'm thinking, you know, if I had advocated better for myself, I could have avoided this. But if they also had, you know, just listened to me in the first place. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. It's just so funny, like, the way that you, like, were treated previously, even by, like, medical people versus the way that you get treated now. Yeah. A little bit of weight. Have you noticed that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my psychiatrist, she is, like, so, like, jumping up and down whenever she knows how much weight I've lost. And I'm like, really? Like, she doesn't necessarily treat me differently, but she seems to have, like, a different reaction than other yeah. people <laughs> yeah I'm lucky enough that my um mental health team uh several people in my mental health team have had bariatric surgery oh that's so they, great they get it and it's so awesome but I mean there are people at work that treat me different there are people you know just on the street I get hit on a lot more and it feels good but then I I asked myself why didn't this happen you know a hundred pounds ago right why wasn't I treated the same way yeah, it is frustrating. What kind of support system do you have besides the your psychiatric team? Um, so it's mostly my mom. My mom is also interested in the bariatric surgery, but she hasn't had it yet. Um, so she's like always on my team, always on my side, always supporting me. Um, I actually had a boyfriend when I had surgery and then I went through my bariatric breakup, which they don't tell you about, (laughs) Um, went through my bariatric breakup and now I'm, I'm with a new guy and he's been pretty supportive. Oh, that's great. I had heard so many stories of people like getting divorced and breaking up after surgery. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying to Chris, like, what if that happens to us? And he's like, I don't think it will, but I'm like, what if, what if something happens? Yeah, it's so scary because you you don't think it's going to be you. But I don't know. I I think that that relationship would have ended. It just ended a little bit sooner. So yeah. on two sides of the coin, I'm happy that it happened. But also it's like, you know, that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you think your surgery had anything to do with it? I think so. I think that I had just such a hard time adjusting that I became hard to live with. Yeah. And I think only someone who's been through the surgery knows what that means. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. Especially especially at the beginning when you're on liquids for what feels like forever. And- forever. And then you can't figure out what you can eat and when. And and it's um, all trial and error. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And it's, and like you had said before, like, oh, I accidentally, you know, I had a little bit too much water, whatever. Yeah. It's supposed to be healthy for you. And, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it, it comes back on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you don't watch that timer. Mm -hmm. Have you had buyer's remorse at all? Um, I 
feel like it was like kind of like a monkey's paw wish where it's like, yeah, I lost the weight, but you know, I lost my boyfriend. I lost all my clothes that I like. I lost this. I lost that. But on the, on the flip side, it's like, I've lost all this weight and it feels really good. Um, I don't know if you've had this experience, but, um, it's like the thinnest I've ever been, but the fattest I've ever felt. Yeah. Do you have days like that? I do. Cause I mean, and some days it's so hard to tell what you look like. And those are the days that I'm like, I should have never done this. (laughs) What was I thinking? Mine's mostly when I have those realizations that I can't eat something or let me rephrase that, that I can't eat the quantity of something that I want to in the moment. And then I think like, why did I ever do this? I can't even enjoy this. And that's another thing too. Like for me, food is less enjoyable now. It's, it's fuel. It's a chore sometimes. It is. It is. And, and then there's those days where you're hungrier than other days. And I don't want to take in too many calories, but I'm hungry. And did my stomach break overnight? Like, why am I so hungry today? Yes. Those hungry days, they will play tricks on your mind. They do. Cause like, I know we're not supposed to, but I do count calories and I have these days where I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm approaching a number that I'm not liking and mm-hmm. it's a slippery slope. And then you feel like the same way that you did, you know, a year ago when you were eating 3000 calories and you've only eaten eight or nine. Right. And it's so funny, you know? Right. <laughs> I know. I'll be like, I don't know. I'm getting pretty close to like 1400 calories and like my average is like 750 or something. Yeah. But I'm like this one day of, you know, quote unquote indulging isn't going to break everything. No. And you probably won't even stall, but you convince yourself that you will. Well, and like, I even have found a pattern cause I, I weigh every day and I've have noticed that on days where I do tend to eat more calorie wise, I have a bigger loss. I've noticed that too. I notice if I have a big binge the next day, I'll be down however many. Yeah. It, it'll be like a significant drop. And I'm like, I don't even know how this works or how this is possible. I know. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's no rhyme or reason for it. <laughs> there isn't. But I'm also thankful that I see those patterns or like mm-hmm. if, if I haven't hydrated properly, I know that the scale's not going to move very much. Or, or like, it's if, if I've eaten like way too little or way too much, you know, according to my terms, then I know I'm going to have a drop. Yeah. Or or if it's right around my period, it's not really going to move very much. And so I'm, I'm thankful for finding these patterns now. Yeah. And you, you really get to learn yourself and your body in a new way. Yeah, that's very true. Sorry, I had to take a drink. That's okay. I have to remember <laughs> to hydrate. 
my bottle was flashing at me and telling me to drink. <laughs> um, what has been your favorite non-scale victory so far? Um, it was a little jarring, but I went to the store and they didn't have my size and plus size section. Oh, wow. And, you know, all my life, I mean, ever since I was like a, a kid, I've been in bigger sizes. Uh-huh. And it's just like so different to go to like these cute little trendy stores and they have clothes for me. My pants were getting big recently and I try not to buy new pants unless it's two sizes that I have to go down. Because otherwise you're just buying pants all the time. All the time. And I I went into Old Navy and I was so nervous that it wasn't going to be the two sizes that I was just, you know imagining things my pants really aren't that big blah 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 and then I grabbed the next size down and then the two sizes down and I was like I'm just gonna put on the 12s and see what happens and probably cry but whatever and then they actually fit oh that's awesome and I couldn't believe it like that's amazing like that's a really good feeling it was because Originally, I thought, you know, if I could just get to a size 12, I think that would be sufficient. But then now I'm like, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe I can get into the single digit. I know. Isn't it so funny how like before you had the surgery, you're like, well, if I just get down to 200, I think I'll be happy. Yeah. And then you surpass it and you're like, okay, what do I do now? Right. And it's like, okay, the next, the next thing will make me happy. The next thing will make me happy. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever like stop and think like, like this morning I was talking about something and I called myself skinny ish. And then I like stopped myself and I was like, I just use that word to describe myself. Isn't that crazy? And Chris was like, you need to take the ish off. (laughs) That's a feeling. But like, to me there's still like a definite ish there like I'm not do you think you'll ever feel thin that's a good question I don't know what about you um it depends on the day there are some days where I feel like I'm like the skinniest person in the in the world and there are days where I feel like I said like the skinniest I've been and the fattest I felt yeah there's certain outfits that I feel like make me look skinny do you wear Spanx I don't Spanx will have you feeling so skinny I'm addicted to that (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine they would make me feel fat though like you're so compressed you have to get one that really fits and then you feel really good it's like a nice tight hug (laughs) a nice tight hug (laughs) there's this picture of me that um Chris had taken when we were in Mexico and I was at a really good weight at that time. And it's actually my goal weight and like my goal picture. And we were talking about it a few days ago or whatever. And like, when I look at that picture, I think, Oh, I was really skinny there. And so like, I can see where, where skinny is. But I don't know if I get there again, if I will actually think I'm skinny. I, yeah, I totally get that because I have pictures of myself when I was like a teenager, when I was like, and like I said, I've always been bigger. So I was 200 pounds. So, I mean, 
I'm thinner than I was back then. And I still like look at these pictures and I feel God, if I could only look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when I was in high school, I was like way underweight and like skinny, skinny, skinny. And I don't want to get there. But then at the same time, it's like, well, no, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, I totally get that. Because sometimes I'm like, well, I think I'll feel really good once I'm in like the 160s. Or maybe I'll feel good when I'm 145. Or maybe I'll feel good in the 120s. But it's like, you know, when does it stop? Exactly. When does it stop? And my goal weight is 145. And so I'm like, you know, that's really like less than 30 pounds away or right at 30 pounds away. And is it possible? Is that too low? I know I've been there before, but is that really like the best place for me? But in high school, I was like 105, 110. So could I get there? Yeah. And it's like, what is maintainable for you? Right. And it's so difficult because you don't know yet. Yeah. And then like, because I just had my surgery in January, so we're pretty close together. Mm -hmm. And I know eventually the scale is going to stop moving. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Yeah, I have uh, nightmares about it just because, you know, what if it stops moving tomorrow or, you know, tomorrow could be the day. This could be the weight that I am. Am I okay with that? I don't know. Yeah, I think about that, too. Is 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 this the happy place that my body likes? And if that's the case, am I happy with that? Well, I just called myself skinny-ish this morning, so I should be happy with it, but really I'm not. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I think ultimately my happy place is going to be after plastics. I think that's where I'm going to feel comfortable with my body. But that being said, I thought I was going to be comfortable with my body the second I woke up after my duodenal switch. Yeah. Or the second you make it to wonderland or yes yeah so i i tell myself now these days well you'll just be happy after the tummy tuck but i don't know i keep talking about that too like in like a year a year from now or so getting plastic surgery and and I do think that too, like, oh, that's when I'll really be comfortable. And Yeah. But at some point we have to just like, like ourselves, right? Yeah. But I mean, they make it so hard. I just feel like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's day to day. It's something that you always have to be working on. Yeah, it is. I do find that I have a lot of things that. I'm proud of that I've that I've done whether it's you know the actual weight loss or different challenges that I do or or whatever like I'm finding more and more things that I'm proud of yeah which in turn leads to being happier 
yeah, it, it's you're able to do more. And even if it's just like a little fun trip with your husband, you know, you're out there in a way that you used to not be, you know, because I find that people who were the size that we were before hide themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you're able to put yourself back out there and you feel so good about just that. And that is a, a source of happiness for sure. I've even thought lately about um, there's like a, a what's it called rock climbing wall place here, oh, yeah. and I keep thinking about like going because it seems like it would be really fun and like like I could actually do it now. I've never done it before in my life, but I feel like I could. But at the same time, like I have anxiety and so <laughs> I don't want to go try something new by myself or yeah, because I don't think Chris could do it at all. But I mean, he'd go and watch, but he's also afraid of heights, so he wouldn't even do it anyway. But yeah, and it's just like you think of those cool things, those random cool things that you can do now that you can do them. Yeah. Do you exercise at all? Yeah, I get to the gym. I just walk on the treadmill probably three, four times a week. That's what I do. I'm a big treadmill girl. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. I tried to incorporate weights at one time, and I kept forgetting to do it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'll just, maybe I'll come back to this. But it, I would, it would just get away from me because I'd be done with my walk and then I'd feel like I was done. So I wouldn't go pick up the weights and they were in a different part of the house. And mm -hmm. I literally just kept forgetting to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like laying in bed like, oh, I never did. Oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. my, uh my surgery team I have a check-in tomorrow in the morning and they called me to make sure that I was doing all right for my appointment and they said that they want me to uh use ankle weights when I walk on the treadmill just to make it a little harder mm -hmm. have, you tried, have you tried that no I haven't mm. how long how long do you get on the treadmill like half an hour nothing nothing crazy yeah how fast do you go um, I put it at like three miles per hour and that's recent. I used to not be able to do that. So it's an on-scale victory for me. Yeah, for sure. Three miles is hoofing it for me. And I only get to three if I'm like really desperate for time or, yeah. <laughs> or a particular, you know, distance or whatever. I yeah. usually, because I walk every morning before work and I don't want to get like too terribly sweaty. So I usually will keep it at like 2.5 and then my evening walks, which I do most evenings after work, it'll be around 2.8 and sometimes I'll bring it up to three. Yeah. I go as fast as my music sounds good. <laughs> usually. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. My mom was like, oh yeah, I walk at four miles an hour. And I was like, what are you talking That's like, running. That that's what, that's what, exactly what I said. That is running. <laughs> and then she was saying that she hurt her shoulder and she was like, so I can't walk. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, no. why can't you walk? And she was like, well, I hold on. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, well, if you're, you know, walking four miles an hour, I can see why you're holding on. Like, you know, <laughs> we'll just 
the back of the thing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite non-food reward? Um, I'm, I've become somewhat of a shopaholic, so I, I do end up buying clothes a lot. I think I'm getting there too, not with clothes, but with other things and I need to stop. I know. I mean, it's like the second my paycheck hits my account, I'm at Old Navy or I'm at like TJ Maxx. It's, it's really bad. I just ordered some Pandora charms that I totally didn't need, but I was like, they're all purple. So. And you know what? You deserve them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I tell myself about everything. I deserve it. But like at some point, like it's got to stop. Yeah, that's true. Chris will take away the debit card. Yeah. I'm nervous about getting like an actual transfer addiction to shopping. I don't think it's quite to that level, but I can definitely see how people end up there. Yeah, I I can I can see that on the horizon for myself. And even when I was buying those charms, I was like, don't do it, Amanda. Like, this is unreasonable. Like, you're shopping too much. And I guess, like, if I'm saying that to myself, then maybe it is transfer addiction. But, eh, oh, well. I work hard and the dog wants to say hello. Dobby. Goodness gracious. Sorry. That's okay. He probably heard the male person (laughs) like four streets away or something. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What has been the most physically challenging part of your journey? If anything. Um, I don't think I, I guess. They don't tell you your back really starts hurting after extreme weight loss. At least some people. I I haven't had any back pain. I I guess I lost muscle or something. Or maybe just my back wasn't used to not carrying that extra 100 pounds. But Mm -hmm. I went through a period where it just hurt. And I had to go to the chiropractor. It was a whole thing. I have had issues with my tailbone I've heard that too that has been so obnoxious and like I sit on cushions everywhere now yeah I've I've heard of that happening to people and they have to get like part of it removed even oh my that (laughs) sounds terrible I know (laughs) what about um I guess we kind of touched on this before, but any emotional or mentally challenging parts? Um, I guess, like, the hardest part was that breakup. I Like I said, it definitely would have happened. It just happened so much sooner than it would have. Yeah. And, and I don't know exactly, because I'm not incredibly far removed from it, how I feel about if I feel happy that it, it happened when it happened or if I would have liked to be in the relationship a little bit longer. But I think ultimately it didn't work. And so I'm glad that, you know, I'm out of that situation. Yeah. And then what are you looking forward to the most in the next year? Plastics. <laughs> um, I think that I'm going to start trying at my one year mark to, 
to try to get some some skin removed. I have really bad loose skin. Oh, do you? Yeah. What all are you thinking about having done? At least my arms and my tummy. Um, I have some really bad around my thighs, but it's like livable. So unless it really starts like bothering me, I don't think I'll have it done. But definitely my tummy and my arms. I keep talking about um, my stomach. And then also if I'm under, I might as well get my boobs done as well. That's on my list too. I just didn't know if this was a friendly, a family friendly <laughs> podcast. It's very <laughs> boob friendly uh, podcast. <laughs> but yeah, they have deflated a lot. Yes, i They look like tube socks with yes. Them. yes. I'm like they used to stand up, and I mean, I part of it is. Yeah, I'm over 40, but another part of it is losing weight. And there was a time when, when they didn't droop like they do. (laughs) The fond memories, you know? Yes. Yes. Chris never knew boobs like that either on me. So it's like, come on, (laughs) we'll get some new boobs. Yeah, I definitely, um, definitely something that is on the list I just because I'm only 24 I should be hot yes exactly live it up and what kind of tips would you give somebody just starting out on their journey um get your mental state right before you get the surgery because I did not have my mental state right and it really threw me for a loop and and that being said there's no right way for everybody but you can't wake up from surgery and have your first thought be what the hell did I do yeah you have to be prepared for it as much as you can so get your diet right before you go under get your mental state right be prepared be prepared for it to kind of suck in the beginning and then go from there and I would I would definitely recommend seeking mental health treatment before seeking bariatric treatment just because I feel like most of my weight gain was due to stress that I could have talked about before yeah. I got that bad. Yeah, I totally get that. Have you found at all that your mental health has improved since losing weight? Um, it's good days and bad days. I mean, some days I just feel so happy to be alive and to be thinner and have all these blessings. And other days, it's like I'm crying because I can't have bread. Bread. I miss bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find, like, some decent bread to put in the grocery cart today. And I was like, I don't even know what to put in here. I think they have, like protein rich bread but I mean that's still it's going to expand in your stomach and you're not going to have a nice time yeah because I was I have to go out of town next week and I was thinking oh I could get like lunch meat or something I'm like really freaking out about going out of town and I thought oh I could put it on some bread but then I'm thinking would I really even eat the bread I usually don't. I mean, even when I go to, like, restaurants and there's, 
like I order like a burger, I'll take the bread right off. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing too. And eating like bunless hot dogs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why did I even put bread in the cart? And you, you find yourself thinking those things like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Yeah. Or, or like I put two pieces of pizza on my plate and I was like, what? I'm never going to be able to eat all this. And, and it's then, so funny because your eyes are literally so much bigger than your stomach. Yeah. And then like I had a moment of sadness where it's like, I can't even eat two pieces of pizza. I know. My, my, day, my, it would have been a nice evening. That's a nice Friday night. It's two slices of pizza. You're good to go. Oh, hell more, more than that. It was yeah. like, like three or four. <laughs> until you're sick as a dog with Mm -hmm. full of pizza yeah and it's just so funny like how far along you can be and still you know you're not quite used to it yet yeah I think about that too actually now now that you say that that sometimes I'm I think like well you know it's been almost six months I should I should be thinking blah, blah, blah. I should be over this, da, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it's only been six months. And yeah. I basically ate whatever I wanted to for 40 plus years. Yes. Like, it's hard to just delete that from your brain in six months. And that's where, I mean, being prepared before you go in helps. You know, if you get your diet right, before you go under the knife, you're going to have such an easier time adjusting, I feel like. And I really, that's my biggest regret is, I mean, up until my liquid diet, I was eating pizza and French fries and all that every day until I literally couldn't anymore. Yeah, me too. I went on a food funeral prior Uh to to the (laughs) pre-op diet. Yes, been there. I was like, I'm going to have Indian food. I'm going to have Greek food. I'm going to eat at this restaurant. Yeah. For the the week before my liquid diet, my pre-op liquid diet, I was on on a rampage for sure. Yep. Me too. It was terrible, but also amazing. Yes. (laughs) It was a really nice send off. (laughs) I have really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, it's been great. And I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate you having me. And we'll have to do like a a check-in a few months down the road or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Alrighty, well, I'm going to let you get back to your, your Wednesday. And again, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. It's been really great. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Bye.